Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the uh, Constant Confusion podcast. Uh, it's been a long time in the making. Thanks uh, to everybody for bearing with us. Uh, first, I'd just like to say thank you to a few people. Uh, these folks have been pretty instrumental uh, as far as this podcast coming together and also on Twitter. They spread a lot of positive energy, which is always good. Uh, first, I'd just like to say thanks uh, to Ray Taylor. That's at Ray Taylor on Twitter, at the Izzy Rock, and at Mitch Nutter, and the rest of the Inspired Disorder Collective. Uh, these guys have been so helpful and, uh, you know, spreading the positive energy, as I said before, as well as uh, very informative. Um, so go check them out. Uh, also go pick up some swag or some art from the, uh, Inspired Disorder Collective. Uh, you can reach them by, well, you can check it out by visiting denverdreams.net and then just follow the links. It's pretty fucking self-evident. If you can't figure it out, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this. Uh, in the first and probably worst episode, we cover a bunch of random shit. Um, if you have any suggestions or, uh, you know, guests or topics or things that you'd like to hear, then just, uh, shoot us a, a tweet at, uh, modesi dot, or at modesi on Twitter or at gonzogreen29, or you can reach us by email and that is conconpod at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-C-O-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. Um, First thing we covered was Amendment 64 in this, and I uh, didn't really delve too deep into it. Uh, we were both a little bit tipsy, but it happens. Uh, getting her nieces high, the NFL season, George McGovern passing away, and anal sex. So, you know, the, it's not necessarily the uh, cream of the crop whenever it comes to first podcast, but hey, we're, we're trying to do something. Uh, with that being said, our opening and closing music is Goldfinger. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. Uh, great group. If you like uh, old school punk ska stuff. And if you don't, then listen to Widespread Panic. So without further ado, episode one of Constant Confusion.
fucking listener, but regardless, uh, this is Gonzo Green 29 on Twitter, your host Chuck Brown for Concert Confusion, and my co-host, the beautiful and ever-lovely... At Modesi on Twitter. At Modesi on Twitter. So, uh, we got a couple of things to cover, um... This is obviously just the uh, raw version of what we're going to be putting out. So if you're watching this, you're seeing like the uh, most raw version, kind of like uh, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Uh, with that being said, check this shit out, motherfuckers. And what? Got Death Squad fucking stitched into the hat. Cowboys won today, which I'm pretty stoked about, but... You know, but also the Giants won today. Yeah, Giants won today, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. You got to take your wins where you can get them, and the shitty part is, is that we only beat we beat a one in five team by only five points, which mm-hmm. really sucks. Um, so what were you doing? You were just loading a bowl, right? Yes, All yes, right. I was. So, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our first, uh, our first topic is Amendment 64, and if you don't live in the state of Colorado, then this doesn't necessarily affect you, but if you do live in the state of Colorado, then you get a uh, ballot, and where it says Amendment 64, yes or no, Go ahead and click yes, please. Okay. Uh, I went over this on the uh, From All Corners podcast, but I'd still like to go over it real quickly again. Uh, Basically, what it is, uh, Amendment 64 is an amendment to the Colorado Constitution that says that uh, citizens over the age of 21 are allowed to buy marijuana in a state-licensed facility. Now, not only does it say that, but it also says that the state of Colorado, if you're a farmer, you can start growing, like, agricultural-style wheat, like industrial hemp. And, uh, you know... It, it'll be great for people like uh, On It or Joe Rogan, you know, who talk about how they can't uh, they can't get any industrial hemp unless they get it from across the border, and they can only order so many pounds per day and and whatnot, whatever. But the beauty of it is, is that if we can grow it in Colorado, then guess what? Then you can buy it from Colorado, so it's gonna it's gonna create more uh, more of an economy for the state of Colorado because you're gonna have all these people growing fields and fields and fields of male marijuana plants that don't bud that you only use the stock for like you know a substitute for cotton for a fuel whatever the case may be. But then you're also going to need to build factories to process it. So that's going to create more jobs, right? 
the my whole point is is that the the benefits are endless. But I'll go ahead and uh, real quickly, I'll read over uh, the arguments against. And this is a uh, this is state issued. State issued. Uh, it, it goes. It, it's Election not a. It's not a political advertisement. It doesn't say, you know, hey, you should vote for this person or this act or, you know, you should vote against or anything like that. Uh, it's just a very non-biased, state-issued uh, analysis of the bill. And uh, basically what the arguments against are... Even if Amendment 64 is adopted, the possession, manufacture, sale of marijuana is still illegal under, under federal. federal law, which I can definitely understand. And and one of the things that they want to talk about and how a company is not going to be able to uh, get a loan from a bank because it's mostly dealt in cash because it's illegal under the federal law, which I definitely understand. But for that to be a uh, an argument against, you'd have to look at the past few years and look at uh, medical marijuana. Plenty of dispensaries have stayed in business and dealt in cash only. So to me, this is a null and void point. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think, you know, it still has an effect on, on the way that the DEA looks at, at it. I would say that they would still, you know, come and raid and, and try and prosecute those people who have dispensaries, regardless of the state law. Definitely, but the... The thing that I look at is I look at, you know, the majority of states being raided, raided are California. I mean, very rarely do I hear about things or dispensaries being raided today in Colorado. Like, you don't hear about that it because everything is done, you know, within state regulation all the paperwork is done in order, and I feel like there's a lot of dispensaries that are out there in California that aren't necessarily doing what they're supposed to be doing, and so they get raided. And don't get me wrong, I don't feel like it's right, but I also feel like you also you should you should follow whatever regulations are in your city, your town, or your county, whatever the case may be. You, you, you need to follow those regulations because you know that it's already in violation of national law. Mm. So don't be a fucking idiot, you know? And you very rarely hear about Colorado dispensaries being raided. You know, mm. I, I feel like, I feel like the Colorado dispensaries definitely have their shit together. Uh, all their legal, you know, mumbo jumbos in order. All their paperwork is is filed the correct way. So, I mean, other than that, 
I don't. I definitely understand how people can be frustrated with uh, the national versus or the federal versus state law. I understand that, and I understand that people are not going to be able to get the loans that they deserve. I understand that, but can you actually make a a uh, can you propose a side? for the people who are anti-Amendment 64 in this situation? Because we, I mean, we already know that we've been in violation of federal law for years. Mm. So it's not like this is something new. Right. You know? What do you think? I mean, I don't... Coming from my point of view and where I stand on on you know, marijuana laws. So we're pretty much on the same page. Okay. Well, here's the other thing, is that one of the things that is, like I told you guys, I'm going to read you the, uh, the arguments against, because we all know that we're both pro-pot. So here's the arguments against. Number one, you know, it's against the federal law. We understand that. Uh, number two, and this is what's really funny, is that it impairs the user's coordination and reasoning and can lead to addiction. Now, this is something that is put in... Go for it. Do whatever you gotta do. This is something that is put in a uh, statewide and state-issued um, booklet. Um... I've yet to see any uh, studies that say that marijuana leads to addiction. It th- There hasn't been one. And if you have seen one, then go ahead and tweet it at me. Tweet me the link. It's at GonzoGreen29. Uh, but I don't think that it leads to addiction. Uh, secondly, it says that... Uh, with marijuana being more readily available, that there will be more driving while under the influence. Uh, I hate to do this, and I know that the guys from Brothers from Different Mothers podcasts are going to hate this, but the thing is, is that after Prohibition, don't you think that, you know, the... uh, driving while intoxicated went up? Of course it did. But I would much rather have someone drive five miles under the speed limit because they're high than drive 15 miles an hour over the speed limit because they're drunk. I'm just saying. I don't feel like... uh, I feel like pot makes you a, a more observant driver, which makes you a safer driver. If you're a more observant driver, then you're a safer driver. Um, I still find it funny, you know, now that I look at it, that that they say that it's going to be an addiction. Um, I don't feel... It also says that it is going to impair your reasoning ability. Uh, I don't 
really feel as if smoking pot or eating it for that matter, if you like edibles, I, I really don't feel as if it's going to impair my ability to reason, okay? Uh, I actually struggle, now that I look at it, I actually struggle to think of an example of where I would be impaired to reason. It's kind of weird, but... Uh, the greater accessibility and acceptance of marijuana may increase the number of children and young adults who use the drug, which, due to their ongoing brain development, may be especially dangerous. Well, the beauty of this law is that no one is to be sold marijuana under the age of... 21. Exactly. So I don't want to hear it. Um, Which, I mean, could also, it, it strengthens basically the pro-argument because of the fact that that kind of re regulation has worked so well for um, cigarettes and alcohol. You have to have a license or your turn. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I, I, was, I was reading this... Uh, this third argument is just a whole bunch of political mumbo-jumbo. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of horse shit. But the reality of it is, is that uh, within the next uh, year, if it is passed on November 6th, whenever we take the vote, it should go into uh, action January 1st. And then within that fiscal year, we will gain anywhere between 5 and $30 million in state revenue. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how many anti-pot views that I read or how many pro-pot views that I read. The realization is that it's going to make us money, and it makes sense for people to vote for it. That's, I mean, do you have another opinion on it? No, this is something we agree on. Now, with that being said, we've uh, loaded a bowl, and um, now, um, one of the beauties of living up here and, uh, you know, we get to look out our uh, balcony and see the mountains, the Rocky Mountains, and then we look out another window and we see downtown Denver. It's beautiful. But uh, we actually, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, we were talking about how we would have to be 21 to go and buy the stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, we had your nieces over, right? And uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about your nieces? Uh, well, my nieces are 15 and 16. Okay. They are straight-A students, very, very intelligent in AP classes, <clears throat> attending a uh, college credit program at the University of Colorado in Boulder. 
that they work on every Saturday. Um, there are extracurricular activities, um, Such softball, as softball and swimming, swimming and things like that, right? So, I guess the whole thing, my whole point of getting you to talk about that was that uh, they're not losers. They're not, not uh, by any. They're not slackers. They don't. No. Uh, they definitely bust their ass to get as far ahead as they can. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And they're, I feel like they're constantly so, learning things. So, so what text did you get last night? Uh, I got a I got a text uh, from one of my nieces that said, "Hey, auntie." My mom is going out tonight, and we're wonder. I hate to ask you this, but we're wondering if we if you had any edibles. I am uh, somewhat known around these parts for my uh, baking abilities. Yeah, baking abilities for cannabis, butter, oils, things of that nature, and uh, but I love to cook. And, uh, I love to use, you know, as many, excuse me, well, uh, I love to, uh, use as many edible, you know, types of cannabis as that I can. But, uh, they text us and they said, do you have any edibles? I said, you know what? Fuck that. Like, see if they want to come over here and crash. Because uh, we got, we got, you know, we got enough room for them to stay here. And uh, so, you know, she goes back and forth. And uh, one of the texts that really, you know, cracked me up is that uh, she, uh, you, you got the text, you know, from them about how, your parents were mm-hmm. uh, her parents were a bit sauced but w- what was the text uh the text was hey text me when you get here grandma and grandpa are chocolate wasted yeah so I found it hilarious you know that uh her parents are you know three sheets to the wind and I uh, expect us to be able to take care of the uh, younger girls, whatever it is, what it is. So also the the funniest part about it was that they were coming over here to hang out and eat some edibles, and my parents were at home drunk talking to them about doing drugs, and partying. So, anyways, uh, so the reason that I had her tell you guys about how. Uh, how very intelligent they are and and they're definitely uh, into extracurricular things and you know things like that because here's the deal we got these two little girls so fuck 15 16 they're not like so little it's not like we get a fucking toddler high yeah. I thought about it but anyway so but we got these two little girls so fucking high it was amazing. It was hilarious to me because uh, one of them got really high and she was like, 
bouncing back Walking. and forth, you know, in the chair, and she didn't know exactly what was going on, and I was fucking with her, and she looks up to, up at me, and she says, look, I don't have time for your, um, too high right now, I don't have time, have time for your bullshit yeah. right now. She said, I'm too high right now, I don't have time for your bullshit, and you know what, I was like, fair enough. She's only 15, but here's the deal. I'm not going to fuck with her anymore. I was like, you told me exactly how it is. You realize that you're too high. Fair enough. I'm going to walk away, and I will continue to get your sister high and your aunt and uh, aunt, like, like a little aunt that carries six... Six times his body weight. Anyway, but my whole point being, it, I was like, man, that's cool. Fair enough. I'm just going to leave her alone. You know? But uh, I got to say, those two little chicks, they held their own. You know? 15, 16 years old. I mean, the, one of the things that uh, we were sitting outside, you know, just talking, and I asked them, I said, I understand that you're not old enough to uh, vote, but if you were, who would you vote for? You know what both of them told me separately? Like, it's not like one led the other or anything like that. I asked them separately, and they both said neither. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know what that tells me? It tells me that even 15 and 16 years old, they care about what's going on. They realize that neither one of them are going to do anything good for the country. Mm-hmm. You know? But these are, that's those two smart ass fucking broads. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean. Are I'm, you going to say anything or are you just going to sit there? Well, I'm sorry, but you're the one who's talking. I was. Anyway. Uh,. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from these girls. Um, Carolina is on the... Aren't they your nieces? They are. They are my nieces. So, of course, you're going to talk good about them. Well, of course. Come from good genes. Anyway, besides that, I mean, Carolina is very interested in debate and politics has been since she was I don't know probably about 10 years old um Angelina is very um outspoken very strong willed and very opinionated so I wouldn't expect anything less from her either um those girls can make um, you know decisions for themselves and I can't wait to see what happens later on in their lives. I mean, because the next election, both of them are going to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, you look at people their age, and uh, I got to wonder, like, if they wouldn't vote for either of the candidates. And... Uh, Actually, one of them told me I'd vote for my science teacher. And uh, I was like, why? Well, 
because he makes sense. I was like, okay, fair enough. So all you got to do is make sense, you know? And, uh, but these are 15, 16 year olds who you don't have to worry about making sense. Uh, you know, you just have to teach them, but then they can look at Obama and Romney and realize that they don't make sense mm-hmm. at all. You know, uh, speaking of presidential candidates, uh, we lost a good one today. Uh, we lost a great one. Ladies and gentlemen, we lost George McGovern. Okay. Uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, Facebook, I've shut down a long time ago, but if you did and you're still listening to this and you know that I follow very closely the workings and writings of Hunter S. Thompson. And, uh, you know, he did a whole bunch of fear and loathing uh, writings, whether they be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fear and Loathing with Hell's, and a- Hell's Angels, uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. Okay? Uh, but with that being said, he, he did a uh, he did quite a few articles for uh, Rolling Stone about George McGovern. And, uh, you know, he was in office from 63 to 81. And that's a long time for a senator to be in office. And uh, he fought for our rights. Um, I think that the people of Anonymous would be proud of what he did and what he stood for. Um he did a lot of things that people looked at as liberal. Uh, he was one of the first politicians to admit to psychedelic experiences. Um, I don't know. To me, he's going to be missed because I, I wish that there were more politicians like him. Uh, he lived from July 19th, 1922 until today, October 21st, 2012. Uh, nothing that I can say will ever I'll never be able to uh, honor him in the correct way. And I hope that you know, if you're listening to this podcast and it's, you know, a couple of weeks later, uh, today's October 21st, 2012, and we lost a good man, George McGovern, and uh, please Google him, and uh, also Google Hunter S. Thompson, and if you get a chance, buy this book, all right? It's uh, Fear and Loathing at the Rolling Stone, everything that he ever wrote. For the Rolling Stone. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, 
I, uh, anytime that, anytime that I think about Hunter S. Thompson, I get uh, a little bit tied up because I wanted to go into journalism because of him. And then everybody that he covered as far as journalism goes, you know, like George McGovern or the Hells Angels, you know, or the DEA, just the shit he did, it was amazing. Um, anyways, so I gotta do this. I think that's what girls do, right? Like they, oh God, right? But, uh, one thing about Hunter S. Thompson that he did love was football. Damn, he loved football. And we do too. As do we. But here's the thing. Mo is about to give you the breakdown on the past seven weeks of football. And go. You weren't ready for this. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> This was not uh, a part of our little. Here's the thing: is that or... we started out the season, and uh, you know everybody watched the preseason and didn't give a shit. Then um, the replacement refs just uh, made things very interesting. Well, week one it was like yeah, you know. Week two it got interesting. And then week three, we had the debacle in the we end zone. We had a revolution. <laughs> well, yeah. They, I mean, at that Most point, fans. Goodell, Roger Goodell had to give the money to the refs. You know? Why? Because in Seattle, right, uh, Green Bay, Seattle... You had the uh, simultaneous catch, the uh, retarded refs, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but we had that, and then things got better, right? So now we're in week seven. Okay. Would you say that the, the officiating is better now than it was in week three? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely say that it is much better. Um, just just being, from her. I mean, just being a football fan, you can see the difference. If I, me not knowing, you know, lots of things about football, I, I honestly say there's a lot of things that I don't know about football, but I can still understand, understand what past interference is. Right? I can almost also see what a penalty looks like. It's pretty obvious that Golden Tate pushed off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is uh, from week three to week seven, which is now. Right. Right? Do you feel like, uh, like the league has gotten better as far as officiating goes? Yeah, I would absolutely say that. Okay. Do you think that there's – well, first of all, let me ask you this. Goodness. Whoop, whoop. Belch number two. That's awesome. All right. So before this year, mm-hmm. right, 
would you say that you were pretty into the entire NFL? No. Okay, what would you say that you're keeping up with the NFL pretty well this year? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, why? Because of fantasy football. Why? It has taken over my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about my lineup from Thursday until Monday, and for the two days in between, I'm still thinking about my lineup. Should I, you know, should I, you know, put this guy on the bench this week? Should I pick somebody up? I'm constantly thinking about how the matchups rank between, you know, from week to week. Am I going to score points off of these people? Am I going to win? Um. So 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 fantasy football has you watching like every game. It's got you watching the NFL red zone so that you can see who scores. I love the red zone. Why wouldn't you? So for those of you who don't know, the NFL red zone is uh, a channel on the NFL network that basically just shows. Like anytime the uh, anytime a team is within the twenty yard line and about to score, then they show that game. Anyway, thing is, is that she didn't like follow a whole bunch of teams. She would like watch the Broncos, and that would be about it. And now she's like keeping up with every game, following defenses, getting pissed off if getting pissed off if receivers drop balls. Like she's like if they you know, and she gets angry if a team doesn't use the ground game enough. Carolina pissed her off a lot today. But the thing is is that I never saw that coming. I just thought that she would be like, oh, well, I'll pick a team and, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right? No, that's not what happened. This bitch decided to go balls deep, right? She, like, had four pages of scouting reports whenever we were doing the fucking draft, first of all. And she was, like, three kickers deep. I was like, what do you what the fuck, right? So anyways, she's actually tied for first place in her division mm-hmm. with me, but whatever. But after tonight, we'll, or after tomorrow night, we'll see. Yeah, tomorrow night, she'll be a game up on me, but she has a bye next week, and I don't, which I will win. And That's he awesome. has already had his bye week, so. Exactly. So... I'm only one game down, so I should make it up next week. With that being said, I didn't think that she would be as interested in it as she is. And she's very interested and very good. So, with that being said, dudes, don't invite your <laughs> chicks. Don't play invite your chicks to play your fantasy football in because your it league. Sucks. Uh But Sarah Tiana, if you want to join our league, you're more than welcome to. That's his, that's his best. He's trying to impress <laughs> Sarah Tiana. And that's all you're I a smart girl, so I know that's not going to work. 
Alright, so that's hateful. That was really not nice. You're a smart girl, so that won't work. You're a fucking cunt. Uh, the parody in the NFL. I mean, think about it. You look at, uh, every team in the AFC except for the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens were either 500 or below. Right. So they were either three and three or worse. Right. Right. And you look at teams like the Patriots, they're three and three going into this weekend. Right. right? Obviously they won, but three and three, the Patriots, really, that's crazy. Right. And you look at, uh, the Jets, same fucking situation. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was just a crazy game. I don't know. I I feel like the NFC is the stronger conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get... I mean, you do have Peyton Manning with the Broncos. And, uh... I mean, Peyton Manning is a beast. He can pick motherfuckers apart. He is very smart. He's very smart. Name another quarterback that does what he does. I'll give you five seconds. Go. Oh, we've seen glimpses. All right. So, anyways, no, there's not a person that can do what Peyton Manning does. Um, with that being said, he fucks a lot of people in the ass. Doesn't he? He fucked Philip Rivers in the ass. Right? Yeah. I think he did. You, you go from 20 some odd points down at half. And you come back and you fuck him in the ass, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting fucked in the ass, here's the thing. Is that, you know that, uh, there's a, what you call it, uh, magazine called Marie Claire or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You've heard of it? Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Okay. So, there's, <laughs> there's this, uh... There's this article in Marie Claire that uh, talks about anal sex. And well, here's the thing. As a guy, you either look at it one of two ways. Like you're in prison and you don't want to fuck a bitch in the ass because you know it's too like you could fuck a dude in the ass yeah like why would you fuck a bitch in the ass if you could fuck her in her pussy I understand that like I understand that uh, that point of view you know I understand that point of view but there's just something about it. 
And if you haven't done it before, you should do it tonight. And if you're watching this live, all you gotta do, like just spit in your hand and put it on your dick and just spit in her asshole and slide your little wiener in there. That is about the worst advice you could give anybody. Anyways, 60% of couples <laughs> have tried anal sex. And these are, this is from Marie Claire. Right? 60% of heterosexual couples have tried anal sex. Do you find that number high or low? I, that's surprisingly high, I, I would think. Really? Yeah. You like anal. Well, not everybody does. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, see, I wrote this down as a topic, like as something to talk about, right? Turns out, there's nothing to talk about when it comes to anal sex. There's plenty of things you could talk about. As well, then starting fuck. with your shitty advice to people trying anal sex. Well, advise them then. I can All talk right. to them. Well, uh, the first thing that you have to uh, address is cleanliness. There's Ladies and gentlemen... We're going to go with uh, Anal Corner, and uh, here's Mo Desi to tell you how to clean up your asshole and get fucked in the booty. Here we go. Okay. Well, uh, first... Clean up your asshole. The first part of this uh, involves a shower. <laughs> pretty... Pretty... Uh, Easy to do. Um, you could take some shampoo and uh, use either your fingers uh, or a toy. Put the shampoo on it and uh, put it in your butt. Put it inside of your butthole. You gotta explain this um, shit. You, you know, it's gonna be audio. You gotta explain this. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. So you you know you you lather up your fingers or your toy. And uh, insert it into your anus, and you you know, pull it out, insert it, pull it out, insert it until um, one, it feels good, and two, that it is getting sufficiently cleaned. You will have to go ahead and rinse your asshole as well with some uh, water. Here's how I do it. I just face the other way. And then I grab my ass cheeks, and spread them. Pulls them apart. And then, like, the water just flows down your butthole and it's rinsed. Alright, step one is complete. Step two. Step two. Put your fist in your asshole. That is not step two. Step two involves proper lubrication. Now, there are two parts to proper lubrication. That is not one of the parts of proper lubrication. It is important to get a kind of lubrication that is meant for that specific kind of sex. 
Um, there are some kinds of lubrication that are not... Uh, yeah, you don't want to get something alcohol-based. Exactly. You do not want to get something alcohol-based. Rips your butthole, and then you get alcohol in your butthole. Well, the stretching of the anus <sighs> can cause some kind of uh, tear or small abrasions inside of your butthole. Small abrasions? They could be large abrasions. Anyway... Uh, so, like I said, any kind of alcohol-based, or like he said, any kind of alcohol-based um, lubricant is not advised. You want something that is water-based, um, preferably not um, with silicone. Um, anyway, warming is good as well. It helps with uh, stretching. Anyway, so uh, parts one and two, the lubrication uh, lubricate your partner, um, as well as your asshole. Um, go ahead and, you know, it's a, probably a good idea I to get a couple fingers uh, lubricated and insert into the asshole and just go ahead and, you know, play a little bit in there and be very gentle. This is the most important thing you have to remember with anal sex is to be gentle, not to force things. Because, like we talked about earlier, you can get very seriously hurt doing this. And that's about it. Please enjoy. That's it? I mean... Like, lube it up and fuck it? That's your... <laughs> pretty much. Alright, so... So it's I lube explained. it up and fuck it. That is not what I said. <clears throat> Clean... Lubricate. And fuck. And go slow. Go slow. Be gentle. Alright, so... This is the most bullshit sex corner I've ever heard. Like, all you told them was lube it up and go slow. What advice do you have for our yeah, listeners? I don't know, dude. I really don't. I know that I'm fucking high as giraffe pussy, and that, uh, I mean, I'm drinking cheap fucking beer, and that I don't know. But I know that lube it up and be slow is not... <laughs> that is what it is, all right? That fucking is what it is. It's lube it up and be slow. Alright? So, with that being said, this is the uh, first episode of Constant Confusion. And we definitely appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, this is my co-host, Atmo Desi. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Atmo Desi. M-O-E-D-E-Z-I. And I'm Chuck Brown, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at GonzoGreen29. I know it has nothing to do with shit. Also at ConConPod. Yeah, you can also, yeah, we should probably promote the fucking podcast. At ConConPod on Twitter. (laughs) Also brought to you by um, Ice Ice House. House. You know what we're more so brought to you by? Fucking sour diesel. That's oh. what's up. This episode is brought to you by sour, sour diesel. diesel. But uh 
I definitely use my toke, tuck and toe quite a few times a day, you know. It's and we're not sponsored handy. by them by any means. But if you decided that you wanted to use a tuck and toke, but you don't have one, then go to tuckandtoke.com and, and order one. Order one and use uh, either FAC or uh, Cuckoo or uh, Inspired Disorder. I mean, there's a number of fucking things you can use. But just go to Takatoke.com and just fucking buy one. That's it. So They're awesome. You can use them for lots of stuff. So, they're awesome. They're, really? That's awesome. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. That's awesome. You're fucking retarded. (laughs) Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you and we hope that you have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Constant Confusion. At Modazzi. Guns of Green 29. At ConComPod. Break a dawn till one by one they were gone. Back at base, bugs in the software flash the message. Something's out there floating in the summer sky. 99 red balloons go. Boom.